Hello and wait a minute. Hello and welcome to Hey Miss Yo. Uh, we have Shavana Henry on today. Hi, Shavana. Oh, Miss Yo. <laughs> no, uh, how you been, dear? How's everything going? Everything's well. well Everything's I, great. I'm so glad that you had the opportunity to hang out with me today. Um, can you tell everyone listening a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, I'm Shavana Henry. I am a minister of wellness. I speak on things that are challenging for people to comprehend and may accept. Um, right now, um, I'm having a series discussing narcissistic personality disorder. Um, based off my experience with my family and uh, my previous marriage and other previous relationships that I've had, I've had um, dealings with people that had been undiagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. What What is narcissistic, I can't even say the word, personality disorder? Can you <laughs> tell everybody who listens what that is? Um, narcissistic personality disorder is a, a, dis, a disorder that is usually undiagnosed with someone because the person is extremely self-absorbed. Um, majority of them, they're on a spectrum of other disorders such as bipolar disorder or, um, or antisocial disorder. And their spectrum is so high, narcissistic personality on the spectrum, that they don't believe that they have a problem. So that's why we all, that's why a lot of advocates and a lot of people that's educators in this field always say that they're undiagnosed. Okay, so for a, in layman's term, can you tell us how is five, uh, give us like the top maybe five. I know there's more to diagnosing, but how do you know when you're dealing with a nar narcissistic person? Um, the number one, fact that you can tell that you're dealing with a narcissistic person that they lack empathy they have they have no they have no room for if empathy or they can fake it to the point where it's only for a short period of time that they can play empathetic mm -hmm. so that's one that's one fact um the second the second fact that they're highly self-absorbed they can be so they can be so self-absorbed that they are are spoiled in a spoiled manner, like a spoiled child. That like they always have to get their way, or they can play the victim as if no one cares about them. Mm. So those are also that's also um, something that you can look into, saying, "Oh, I think they that's a that's a trait of theirs." Um, the, the third thing would be that they have, majority of them have uncontrollable behaviors when they're upset. For example? For example, say, and I'm not even gonna put it in, in an intimate relationship, I'm gonna put it in a friendship. Say you have a, a girlfriend and she asks to um, borrow your car. And she's borrowed your car plenty of times before right mm -hmm. and this time you really need your car you can't allow her to use your car right? right and you say susan no i can't you can't use my car today because x y and z right, right. 
And Susan was like, well, remember that time I told you that I um that I had to go do this or I had to go do that? Or remember, I put gas in your car. So actually, that's my gas that I put oh. in there. You know? <laughs> oh, snap. It is like she's calm because she knows she needs something. But if she does not get what she's re- what she's asking for, she can become okay. irrational. So from zero to sixty, exactly in an irrational way. Wow. So some the, people do that normally. What's the difference between a narcissistic person and then just a child, a childish person? Those, those most people that's childish are narcissistic. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's, <laughs> that's <a> good right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we want you to be, because I think a lot of people who encounter, um, so what's the charm in a narcissistic person? Because they're not always this, so if they acted like uh, Susan just acted, we, we really wouldn't want to deal with them. So what is the lure? What is the charm in this person? Most likely people that are narcissistic, they consider, if they was a, they consider um, them to be like a princess charming or a prince charming. Oh. Um, in the beginning, the relationship is so, is so, um, um, intoxicating. So it's good. It's good. It feels good. It's It's like, it it is, it's almost like they consider it love bombing. If you ever see that, um. Love bombing or bombing? Bombing. Like it's a love, but it's like a bomb. That's how. <laughs> so, but, so what does that mean? What does love bombing mean? Ooh. Um, it's a high intensity of um of infatuation. Okay, so it's not love. It's not love, but it'll it's feel like love to the non narcissistic person. Yes. Wow. So if you if you were in an intimate relationship with somebody and, and you just started dating them, everything will go extremely fast. You will fall in love. He's he's everything or she's everything that you ever hoped for. They know all all the right things to say, all the um they give you every gift that you that you wanted, anything to slip you off your feet. But once they latch on to you, they got you. And that's when they start creating a trauma bond. Which in yeah, talk in, about that. <laughs> the, oh, we got a, a a bomb and a bond. Come on now, let's talk about the bond. The love bomb. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. It's literally um, a circle. So you start off with love bombing, and then you gradually get into a trauma bond, which results in negative um, behaviors, and then you become addicted to the trauma. Okay. So it's a revolving. Give us it's a little a, example about that, like how some trauma bonding. Okay, the only realistic example that I can give you is um, people that are in abusive relationships. Wow, okay. They are in a trauma bond. People get, people that has never been in a toxic relationship sees, they're rational because they've never been in a toxic relationship. So they don't understand why individuals remain in a toxic environment because they can see the toxic. But when you're drunk mm-hmm. on when you're drunk on the trauma, yeah, it's hard for you to break. So it's like it's almost like a person who is addicted to drugs. 
it's the sa exact same thing. Your chemicals in your mind do the same thing. Oh, wow. That's deep. It's deep and it's scary. It is, because you, you don't walk into it. So talk about, um, talk a little bit more about, no. So how, if you meet, is it easy to spot a, a narcissistic person? Because, I mean, we, we got this love bomb thing going on. He's given or she, because a narcissistic person is female or male, correct? It, it, it doesn't matter. So if you have, the, and it could be friendships too, but yes. let's, so, oh my God. So normally, I guess if you're in a narcissist, so let me ask you this question. If you have a narcissistic relationship, do you look for friendships that are, are that way also? So once, once, once you re realize that you're in um, a narcissistic relationship, um, an intimate relationship, you will see certain friends that are narcissistic as well in your life. Okay. Um, so who is prey to the narcissistic person the most? What type of personality? Because it seems like anybody could be, but what is the, the, the top personality that narcissistic people would go after or seek after? People that are codependent. Okay. Okay, so what does actual codependency mean? Just a little, so people... Well, codependent means they, um, they're dependent on others for validation. Okay. Um, they're dependent... Um, people that are codependent are usually people that are fixers. Okay. Like, they, they want to fix what's going on for you. Um, they want to... Um, they want to make sure that you're okay, but they, they kind of neglect their self. And codependency is actually a learned behavior and most likely from childhood. And, um, what causes it? Is it? What causes it in childhood? Um, majority of the time is abandonment um, from, from the parent, either one. Um, some of them, some people with codependency seek um validation from a maybe an absent parent um most likely in our generation in our culture is from the father okay um and there and there's some mothers too i'm not saying there's not mothers the that majority is uh, the, the lack of fathers in the home exactly and they or, see wait, let that, me correct this the lack of fathers in the life because you have some good fathers who are mm -hmm. in the home but have great relationships with their children. So go ahead. Right. So they they miss that part of um of of bonding. Well not bonding but more of um a validation. Okay. Okay. Um so let of, me ask a question. If the if if either other parent is is absent is the is has abandoned the child so let's just say if it's the father, is it just the, the female child or is it the female and the male child that, that feels the abandonment the most? Both. Okay. It could be either or. Okay. Some 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 more than others. Um, based off my research, narcissistic personality individuals, um, narcissistic personality, narcissistic people have abandonment issues as well okay so they create they create this false identity this mask to to mask the trauma that they deal with okay 
So you see, it's causing trauma on someone else. Exactly. A bomb. There goes the bomb, right? Because they're seeking validation too. Okay. Like, once I understood understood what this was, I felt sorry for the narcissist. Yeah. Do they but like I, that? It don't seem like that personality would like you feeling sorry for them. They actually, some of them do. Really? Some of them, remember I told you that some that could play the victim? Okay, so the victim would like that. Exactly. I, I, and, and some of them are extremely spoiled. Um, a lot of narcissistic individuals that you may see are highly successful. Um, and the ones that are kind of like in the spoil spectrum, they're, they're highly successful. They like the glam light. And then those that are victims, woe is me. Look at me. I don't have a job or no one wants to hire me or, um, I can't keep a job, but in reality, you can't keep a job because you yelled at your boss and he <laughs> had to hold you accountable right. and fired you. They, they lack accountability. Um, so that's, that's another trait that you might want to, um, write down, but, um, in the household, the narcissistic child has experienced trauma as well. Okay. They either have that. This is alarmed behavior as well as on top of the mass they develop. And most likely the narcissist had a parent that was narcissistic. Wow. So it's, and they it's learned, learned that it's learned it's, behavior. It's almost, wow. it's like you heard of generational curses. Yes. This is one of them. Wow. So this let is, me, before, cause let me just, so how do you break the cycle of, no, let's just, how do you break the relationship? How do you get, get away? Cause we talked about this being a drug, feeling like a drug and drugs are, you have, you go through withdrawal, you go through all the same symptoms of, of, but this person is not like something you're ingesting in your body. They can come to you. You can talk to them. They're going to come after you. And right. And then they'll be the, the, the love bomb again. Yeah. They love bomb again. Drop that bomb again. He dropped that bomb on me. <laughs> when you're already hooked with that individual and this could be this could be friendship family in or um or a relationship with a, a male or a female or vice versa um when you start realizing that i need to take my power back and and you realize that this is not healthy for me because the person that's being abused the person that is truly the victim has to they the one that have to realize that this is not healthy for me how do they realize that if 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 they're they can either, they can either um they can either have a trusted friend that expose them or they can um educate themselves on this most likely they educate themselves because they don't really believe anybody else right because they feel like I love them. Yeah. And they you love can't, me. You can't, you can't tell me about them. Right. And then they believe that the person loves them truly. So does the person really love them or the person needs them? They need them. So it, how likely is the, the partner of the narcissistic person going to listen to outside people's advice? When does, when can, well, okay. You answer that question. first. <laughs> 
they um like i said they have to um they have to admit to themselves that something is not right and then um, which is and i'm be honest with you which is which is kind of it's hard because you ever see you ever even us growing up and you see one person the family member like why is she always doing that for her yeah yeah it, it, it takes some people it take them you know what this is not right you know and some people it take them to that person die wow so they can be with so their life could be spent in this this trauma and then the, their kids that are growing up in this environment are exposed to this person so they're recreating the situation so it's the curse or the generational uh the Pattern. generational patterns are being duplicated mm-hmm. and it's not until you get away from this person that you realize oh my god i was in a toxic relationship exactly the one thing that i do to help other people um is i i, I once i found out what i was in and I noticed patterns within my own my own family. I one I I did my own homework, but then I exposed it. Mm-hmm. Like I had to expose it to other people so they can know. Like it's okay to know that this is the truth about your loved one, right. because they are incapable of loving because they haven't dealt the self healing right. to go to the root this is why a narcissistic personality disorder is so undiagnosed because they're so self-absorbed that they don't see the mirror because right. the mass has become their identity but in reality you have a broken child in there oh that has not been healed or validated from whoever they need validation from and that takes years of work especially if you're dealing with an adult so my advice is if you if you know someone that sees these patterns in their children this is when you get a hold of it okay that's how we're gonna break it is with the children so tell me about little johnny what is little johnny doing i'm little johnny's mommy and it's something that i see i don't know what it is and you get it one is if you have a child is it would say disobedience, but it's more of like um, they are they're combat they're 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 um they're with you. Like oh um, I know more than you, I, mommy. I know I know this, or mommy. Um, you don't have to tell me this, or or they don't take accountability for even like did you did you take as a teenager did you take the trash out. No, I didn't take, uh, yes, I took the trash out. Then why is the trash still there? Because I don't want to take the trash out. Why don't you want to take the trash out? Um, because I feel like it'll, like when they get to that point or they they do something at school that they know they did. So if you see a lot of bullies, this is a trend. Okay, I got you. This, this is a trend. So if you see your, ch- if you realize that your child is becoming a bully and you're trying to figure out why is he expressed. That's why I said most bullies have a bully at home. Right. But some that is true, but some bullies wish they had that other parent at home. Right. And that's because really the, true for a lot of a lot of kids. That was great information. I like that. Thank you, Siobhan. 
So you have to, that's when you have to do the, the real work. Why are you mad? W- what's wrong? Let, let's talk about this or get them into proper counseling. Um, so um, is that a family counseling thing and then the personal are both? Because the parent like, becomes the, the enabler. Exactly. They don't get help. Exactly. I know some parents that, some people that I went to high school with and they and, and the school system try to tell them that, hey, your son or your daughter is doing X, Y, and Z and it's affecting their relationships with others and you're like, oh, it's the school fault. Yeah. It's, so it's you, a lot of narcissistic right? <laughs> You know, because it's like, you know little Johnny bad at home, but then the teacher is at fault. I think a lot of people... You know, he just smacked the mess out of his sister, right? Right. And he, so he, he is not him in school. Come on, you know your babies. And I right. think we as parents want to protect, because I want to protect my kids too. But I, I know when a teacher is talking and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's definitely them. Now there are some things that are out of your kids. Um, I remember one time my son coming home and a neighbor saying my son did something that I knew my son was did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the act that he wouldn't have done. The running away part, she said, and then he ran away. I said, mm, nah, my son would have stood there and let you know that he did it. So exactly. I think it was him. And come to find out it wasn't, but the boy who looked like him looked exactly like my son. And I'm like, <laughs> right. So I'm like, and my son, I looked at him, I said, dude, you do that? He was like, nah, mom. He said, I wouldn't have ran away. I said, exactly, you know, and I'm uh-huh. like, man. It's not him, you know, but anyway, right. go ahead. It's scary because she didn't know. She did, and then she finally found out and she actually apologized for it, you know, and I mean, that, that's, you know, accountability. that's accountability. And we accepted it, you know, because I wasn't right. <laughs> And that's the difference between us and a narcissist. Yeah. If you that. know that you're wrong, you apologize. Right. Even if that person don't accept it, you still apologize. Right. right. Most narcissistic people be like, but I thought it was him. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, yeah. Wait a minute. You yeah. know? Um, so, so get this is great. So we find out how we need to catch it early. And so if you're a parent of a broken home and you have children, it's not just okay to raise your kids and you have to deal with the elephant in the room and that is the missing parent whether they're a great parent the the fact that they're not in the house the fact that some things won't be shared that they see other parents share other kids needs to be discussed in a healthy manner and if you're not capable of doing it then why not have family counseling i think it's a problem in our 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 community the african-american community about seeking help when it's not because if we used to have the old heads that we can go to and talk about so that was really counseling you know we used to have the elders that was talk and then sometimes you have the people in church and you have the bible that gives you guidance but when nowadays when people don't have these things you know then counseling and family counseling should be healthy not when something goes wrong just hey let's make sure that all is well let's talk even you know um i really i really believe that um that if you 
if you do the individual counseling, it helps you to be more accountable. Yeah. Um, then when you do the family counseling it, together, it helps you learn how to communicate with one another. Right. And reinforce good things. Exactly. Exactly. And I think a lot of parents, so I can't say a lot of parents, but some parents, when they put their children and they suggest family counseling, and sometimes the other parent doesn't show that that needs to be discussed as well to that child to realize that even though mommy or daddy didn't show we it's okay yeah we can't you don't have to take on that hurt and that pain as if you did something wrong or they abandoned you that has nothing to do with you like i think and learning to express the pain instead of mm-hmm. internalize it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, 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 and it's a healthy space. Um, I know, because I know I'm in Missouri, and I, um, I work for the Department of Mental Health, and there are resources for families that have free, free counseling. Right? Free counseling, right? Yeah, they have free counseling for a certain age brackets. What about schools? It's usually through the schools. They they connect you with an outside source. Okay. If you if you most if, health insurances have um, if you have health insurance, they'll have some type of counseling that you have access to, even on your jobs, because going through. This is actually what we're going, no, I'm not going to talk about it. We're going to talk stay focused on <laughs> here, but I, there's a lot of people experiencing a lot of trauma right now. Due to mm-hmm. what's going on. And, they, and they're giving out, um, if not, definitely discounted rates. And I um, love that you can call in this. So now what, what the good thing about this now, you can have fem, family counseling, counseling session without leaving your home. Exactly. On Zoom. Yeah. They doing Zoom like I'm in counseling myself, and I got a Zoom meeting in two weeks. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's good because you know I remember the first time I I, I went to counseling. It was after the death of my mom, and um, thank goodness I had gone through class in psychology, and I was like, something's not right, and I was able to diagnose the symptoms. I'm like, wait, these are clear indicated that you are going to depression through depression which is not uncommon but why so i was like "Eh, let me go talk to somebody exactly and it was so crazy because after talking to the person and it's like it made things so much better and i was able to help everybody else that was going through everyone else in my family that had lost my you know my mama grandmama and everything but i had to make myself healthy first and then i had to make sure that everyone else was healthy as well so, and I said, I told that to my friend last night. Um, she had lost a loved one last week. And I told her, I said, it's okay to do, be there for people, but you have to take care of you first. Yeah. So, and, and I know um, you had asked a question. I think we kind of went, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't answer it. You asked, how can someone that's truly a victim get out? of a narcissistic personality disorder um and this is this is really going to be hard to to accept but you have to go no contact okay Ooh, that's good no if you have calls, no email block everything um and you even have to block people um if you're in an intimate relationship with them 
you have to block even people that's connected to them. Okay. Which is a hard pill to swallow because you probably develop friendships with them, but you have to cut all contact. Yeah. It's going to kill you, but it's only a process. It's like, it's, well, it's not going to kill you, but it's going to feel like it's killing you. It's the withdrawal process. It's the withdrawal system. If you are in an intimate relationship with somebody, you have children with them. Ooh. It's called modified no contact, which means that you have strict boundaries with that person. Okay. Um, which is a whole nother video in itself. But, um... You definitely have to have somebody, like the court usually give you a mediator. Okay. And the court can also, if you, if, if you, people want to go down that road, that route, the court will also allow you to pick somebody that's safe, neutral, to communicate them through. Okay. And they also have an app for those that are um, dealing with custody issues. What's the name of it? Um, oh my God. No, and I have, I'll post it on here. I'll post yeah, it on here. I have to get it back because I know a friend that actually uses the app. And there they can't be any disrespectful communication and it will flag the the uh like the whoever controls it with the court system. Oh, that's good. It, it, I learned that in a um in a divorce support group. Wow. And and I was like, that's dope because she, her husband, her ex-husband was narcissistic. Okay. And used to send a lot of belligerent text messages. Okay. And it used to affect her. So the judge put that in place and made her change her phone number. Wow. But it like, needs to be done. It, in order to thrive and stay alive, you got to do <laughs> things, you know? And I'm glad that these things exist because when you have kids, it's a sticky situation because you, you got to deal with this person but how do you deal with them safely for yourself and, and you know what you've enlightened me and thank you so much because now we can help people by giving them tools to use that they don't exactly subject themselves to this personality and i do want to give um one last um suggestion because this has been my topic um on my facebook um about boundaries okay um which everyone should have boundaries but if you're in, if you find that yourself is in a, um, a, um, a toxic relationship of any kind, you need to learn what your boundaries are. For example? For example, um, boundaries are considered deal breakers. So whatever, you don't even have to tell them what the boundary is. But you know what the boundary is, either writing it down or thinking about it. And if they cross that line, that's a deal breaker. And um, the number one boundary that I actually put up this morning when I woke up is the word no. Yeah, I saw that. That was good. No no should be in everybody's boundary list. And it isn't just saying no, but it's saying why, why isn't this a no? Why can't I do this? And once you learn how to create your own boundaries, is it, it protects you, and it teaches other people to to respect you. Right. And that's one thing that in all narcissistic or self-absorbed relationships lack is respect for the other person. 
So once you create those boundaries, you have to stick to them. If you don't, they're not a boundary. Okay, what are they if you're not sticking to them? There's nothing. Right, and it's not helping. It's not helping you at all. So where can they get all this great information? Because I love reading this stuff. It's so enlightening and educational. And um, you're not just coming off the fly. This is something that you've gone to school for, your degree for. So you got the you got the papers, as they say, to, to back it up. In the experience. Like, <laughs> in the experience. Applying uh, my knowledge. <laughs> and, and you know what? I just want to add, it's okay. It's okay if you found yourself in this kind of a situation. What we're doing here is trying to figure out, is trying to give you the tools to create your boundaries, to uh, find a safe and healthy way of getting away from this person. And also if there's kids, how do you deal with having children? Because I think a lot of times when you know, when you start to understand and you start to see behaviors, it's usually after you have kids, I think, because you realize, well, wait, why are your needs more important than the children? You know, it's all about you. a A lot of women, and I'm a woman, so a lot of women wake up when they have children yeah. because they realize it's not about them. Right, right. That's crazy. So they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were like this. Yeah. No, he was like that. No, I'm just like that. <laughs> you just, you just was, you was drunk, girl. <laughs> it's all good if you was drunk. <laughs> So I'm glad that we have um, these resources that are capable of helping people. And I hope that my goal and my my passion is that someone listening or or looking at this will find the strength and uh, the tools that they need to live a a prosperous and fun and happy life because this is not living. That's not thriving. You're not alive and you're not thriving when you're in the environment. You're surviving. Ooh, alive, thrive, survive. It's not like a mm-hmm. post. Anyway, so how can, <laughs> how can people follow you, Siobhan? Um, they can follow me, one, on, um, right now, I'm, I'm only doing it on Facebook. It's, it's a page called Shivana Henry, um, where I'm, I'll be on live discussing narcissistic personality disorder and um, other things that are, other people that are self-absorbed. And I do have an Instagram page called um, I Can Do It To Founder. And I, I share a lot of like written content on there. Okay. If they want, if they, if they want to follow me on there. A lot of women, um, majority of women, reach out to me on Instagram okay. and for counseling. So um, those are two avenues. But most of my videos will be on Facebook. Awesome. And I'll make sure that that information is in uh, in in the post when we post this. This has been. Great. Is there anything I've got? I have one question. Um, mm-hmm. What before you started? Because this is your experience as well. Yes. What, what could you have told yourself, or could you have told yourself in the beginning when you to? Okay, it's, it's complicated. What would you say to the to yourself? your younger self that before you got into this relationship when you start seeing the patterns what could you say that to yourself if I could have told myself five years ago I would have told myself give it six months 
um, just wait, be patient, and see see um, see the see the traits because this um, most people with narcissistic personalities can't keep the mask on for too long yeah. during a love bombing stage. They so can't. That's, they, that's why it's so fast. That's why it's so fast. So they get that's you, hook you fast. fast. <laughs> Um, sometimes they hook you in with marriage and sometimes they hook you in either with a child or some big financial agreement that y'all in or something like that um, but if 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 I give myself I would tell myself Shivana give yourself some time okay. and is there anything that you like to say to the viewers that may be experiencing this or going through this that um, you like to leave with yes um I want you guys to know that you're not alone. There, you have a, a tribe of people that are either experiencing or have experiences that have experienced that want to be here for you, either online or in your own city. And I pray that you have just a mustard seed of courage to reach out because we're here. And thank you for being here, Shavana. And remember guys, courage is not the absence of fear. It's going through, pressing past fear and having being courageous to get to the desired result, even knowing the feelings and stuff that's going inside. Thank you guys for uh, joining uh, Shavana Henry and myself on Hamish Show. I'll see you guys soon. Thank you. You're welcome.